Ladies and gentlemen, hello and welcome to Nerdy for 30, the podcast where we talk about nerdyish things for 30-ish minutes. My name is Kevin Bauer and I'm joined as always by my faithful co-host, comedian Tim Keck. Today we're going to be talking about the brand new Marvel Studios release, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. Uh, Tim, I'll let you take the field on this one. What did you think? <laughs> I didn't love it. Uh and I'd say that I'm not happy about saying that <laughs> it's not, it doesn't feel good. <laughs> I don't feel good about it. I didn't I didn't enjoy it. It was almost exactly what I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. And that wasn't really what I wanted. <laughs> I'm right there. with you. Uh, yeah. What do you, what do you think? Yeah. Same deal. Uh, it look, it's it's a good movie. This is by no means a bad movie. I think it's a little too long, and I'll get into this, but I think there's two pretty easy things that you can just cut that would take this movie right down into the runtime I think it should be. Um, but it overall, I mean, how could it how could it possibly live up to the first movie? I think a lot of people are being very uh, I think they're being very realistic with the like reviews that they're dropping where everybody correctly is identifying this as a good movie. But to me, the first movie was so unbelievably good and it had this energy and this liveliness and this excitement to it that obviously with the, I'm, I'm the specter over all this is the passing of Chadwick Boseman. Obviously with Chadwick Boseman passing away, there's no way that this movie's going to carry that same kind of energy. So that's why I guess I'm saying that I feel like other reviews are being very realistic with that, where it seems like nobody else was necessarily expecting that. And I wasn't originally, but I got burned by the trailer again. The trailer for this movie made it look like it was going to be explosive. I thought they'd found a way to bring that energy in the same way. And I just really don't think they did. No. And and you're right that the overarching thing of this is Chadwick Boseman's death, which is devastating. Mm. Uh, and I think as, as a white guy, I don't think I usually, I mean, it's white privilege talking, right? I don't understand. Um, or I don't always appreciate like how important this character and this actor are to like some members of the black community. Like, Mm. it's just not, I'm like, I'm never, I never have to worry about like, Hey, can you finally make a white Superman? You know, (laughs) like that's not, that's not a concern. That's like, you know, how privileged I am, you know, like I think this seeing like, you know, black creators and like, um, uh, comp reviewers and things like discussing this, like, I, I don't necessarily think I appreciate like how big and important, Chadwick Boseman and how they're the, they're the same person. It's Black Panther. It's T'Challa. It's Chadwick Boseman. They're the same. They are all iconic and they are they just mean so, so much to so many people on a level that I don't think I I really think about all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, And so I, I think. I had I I don't know. I, I this felt like I guess this whole like. uh what are we in phase four? This yeah. whole phase four is like dealing with loss and like passing of mantles. And it all like kind of makes sense. And this even like fits in that. Like this is a very like weird transition phase for the MCU where where people are. It's about gr- like this whole <laughs> like 
the thing has been about grief and like coping with loss. And like, even if it's, if it's after the blip, if it's like Captain America leaving, it's Black Panther leaving, it's Black Widow leaving. It's like all these characters are exiting, you know, Spider-Man, they're like passing the torch to him. The old Spider-Man are passing the torch to the new Spider-Man. There's like this common theme through phase four. And I think it fits with that. But I, every time they show like the Marvel, like, icon at the beginning and they show all the characters like popping up since Chadwick Boseman passed the last image in that has been the Black Panther punching the ground and like radiating energy and every time I saw that I thought about Chadwick Boseman Mm -hmm. (laughs) like every single time every single time I've watched a Marvel thing for at least a second I thought about Chadwick Boseman and how much it sucked that he's gone and what a blow this is and how we're never going to get another awesome Black Panther because of this. And it's it's a loss. It's a huge L. And and it sucked. And I just have been thinking about this for years. And so I don't think I really wanted to to like think about it more. To be honest, I think I kind of wanted to like see it, see like how they processed it and like moved on and to open the movie with T'Challa dying, I thought was like kind of fucked up, you know, and unnecessary. Like we could just open with a funeral. We don't need an explain. I don't need an explanation for T'Challa dying. I don't need it. And you have a thing with like Latita Wright or whatever looking around and she's like trying to find the cure. And she like does like a a loop like around her lab. And for a second, I was like, holy shit, is Chadwick Boseman going to be in this? Did they like film something? before he passed and he this is like his scene with her is she gonna see him on the do they have do they cut and then they don't and i was like fuck you for thinking that like fuck you whoever made this movie like how dare you put that thought in my head maybe it's just me getting too worked up but i was so mad about this and i was like this sucks i feel like this isn't gonna go well and then they cut to like the marvel logo And instead of seeing all the characters it's been, it's just images of Chadwick Boseman. And I I was tearing up. I was so emotional just watching that. And then it ends with like the Black Panther punch that we've been watching for two years Mm -hmm. and these Chirons. I mean, that was like a beautiful tribute. And then. I don't know. I, I don't know. How do you feel about how they handled like Chadwick Boseman's passing in this movie? I mean, were you were you what did you want to get out of this movie in terms of that? Really, all I wanted to get out of this movie was for them to not do a like a I don't know what you want to call it, like a likeness, like an animated likeness of him. And so I was very happy that that (laughs) didn't happen. I really, really thought I think they wanted us all to think with that throne moment uh, after she ate the heart shaped herb that it was going to be him in the throne and that reveal was so unbelievably good i it was like it was that, oh my god incredible simultaneous like relief of like oh my god thank god it's not going to be chadwick but then also like oh my god thank god they found a way to bring him back in and it was like just amazing it felt so good to see that and that felt like overall such a good way to kind of honor the fil- the first film without making it the same film again i think that's my thing is that obviously this movie had to be basically a tribute to chadwick i don't think there's any way to move forward 
you know, you can make the argument, I guess what I was kind of expecting when I saw the trailer was that it was going to be that they were going to try to make this big explosive thing and not have it be too somber in tone as a way That's to like exactly keep the franchise the from along. Yeah, it's yeah. they went very somber with it. The comparison <clears throat> that I keep making and what I wish I had known before going into the movie is the songs. Um all the stars from the first movie is like a perfect encapsulation of what the first movie feels like. Mm-hmm. Uh Raise Me Up or Lift Me Up, which is I think it's Lift Me Up is the name of the song for the second one and yeah. that's exactly what it feels like tonally. Like it it Again, Rihanna perfectly captured the vibe that was there. And I feel like somebody had told me, like, this is what to expect instead of what I saw in the trailer where they had, like, All Right from Kendrick blended into it. I, like, mm, I think I would have been more prepared to accept what it is. And based on it being so somber and based on the emotions that you have clearly expressed on this episode so far... (laughs) I can tell that that wound is still there for you, Tim. So do you feel like even though you didn't want this to be a very somber like reminder of Chadwick, do you feel like this movie kind of helped you as a fan of this franchise move forward without him? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I because I feel like this blends right into the next biggest problem with this movie, which I'm not ready to touch on yet. <laughs> I am. Yeah. It was so much. I mean, I was shook like in the theater. It was like I went to like a packed showing. People were like crying mm-hmm. during this showing. Like I, it was like the most emotional crowd I've ever been around. And I don't I think that I don't think I necessarily needed it, but I think I took for granted how many other people needed it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know if this is necessarily something that I I was really looking for. But everyone in the theater was all in on this movie. I mean, this was like an incredibly emotional movie. It was I mean, I was expecting more like cheering and stuff, but it was like very somber. I mean, there people were crying in this theater, like full on sobs. I was sitting I'm surrounded by people who were full on sobbing. And I don't know. I guess I've just kind of I don't know. I it didn't it didn't affect me the same way. I thought moments of it were like really good, like really beautiful tributes and others it just kind of like lingered a little bit honestly killing off uh angela bassett was just like another Ooh. was like a was just like a hat on a hat i'm just like this is crazy that this is happening like we don't need all these i mean i don't know it just felt like piling on there were some things in it i didn't like but okay we do have i do have to talk about but my biggest gripe with this whole movie you want me to hit the is Letitia, yeah beef it up Where's the beef? I don't give a fuck about Letitia Wright. I don't. I don't give a fuck about her. This is a transphobic anti-vaxxer who is now the new Black Panther. Like, fuck that. She looks like a 12-year-old the entire time. She is skin and... I mean, I'm not trying to necessarily criticize her appearance, but then you get into the Black Panther suit and it is like sticks, you know, like in the suit. It is... I... I just the whole movie is about her becoming the Black Panther. And the whole time I'm like, I don't want this. This is terrible. She is the last option I would want. There's so many other people in this movie that could be the Black Panther. I mean, like um, Okoye, Nakia, none of them could have been Black Panther. No brainer. Honestly, bring honestly, Winston Duke. I would prefer Winston Duke over this and his character. I mean, they have they changed his character a lot in this movie. And I was like, okay, if he had an arc, if he had this arc in this movie, I could understand why he would need to be the Black Panther. I was all about like 
bringing back Michael B. Jordan somehow. Uh, I mean, Daniel Kaluuya could have like done it. I mean, I don't know. There's it just felt like there were other things that could have done it. I mean, before this movie, I was also kind of on the like, maybe we just recast phase, which I've I think I've backtracked on since seeing this movie and like how important it's been to people. Mm-hmm. I think maybe re- I think they, I think the soft recast they did at the end of this movie is probably the right move. But I'm not excited about Letitia Wright. I don't want to see another movie with Letitia Wright. I don't need to see her in anything. And it sucks because she was like an enjoyable character before. And just I don't know. I'm over her as a person. I don't find her enjoyable to watch in this. And it tainted the whole movie for me. It like really sucked. I was I was um, annoyed every time I saw her on stage on screen. I didn't care. She doesn't do anything. There's no she's sad. And then she's still sad. And she decides to take the Black Panther herb. There's no like hesitation. She makes it and there's no hesitation of like, oh, who should take it? She takes it <laughs> there. I don't know what her arc. I don't know what it is. I don't know what she does. She doesn't bring anything. She doesn't add anything. And then suddenly she's like beating Namor in hand to hand combat at the end. Like at what? Like what in this like character's world does this even make any sense? Why would this ever be possible? You know, the like the ripping, like like breaking off the javelin and sliding off of it that I get that could be a character thing mm-hmm. but her just like beating him beating the shit out of him makes no sense it it's not something she should be capable of I just fucking hated her in this movie I I couldn't I can't be more upset and annoyed with her I just can't I'm over it she's a, she's a transphobic anti-vaxxer like she is She's a problem in this in this world. You know, she was Kyrie Irving before Kyrie Irving. She just like shared some hour long video of like some lunatic pastor in London just like going off about transgender people and like how vaccines don't work. Like she is a problem as a human being, not to get political, but she fucking sucks. And I'm pissed off that she's our Black Panther. I'm sorry. I just am. I fucking it's bullshit, dude. It's fucking bullshit. Well, I mean, it it does especially burn because Black Panther is a massive cultural icon now. So when you were talking about how yeah. he is Black Panther, I mean, Chadwick's up there with like, Sean Connery is James Bond. Like Christopher yeah. Reeve is Superman. Like there are certain cinematic characters that are just burned into the consciousness and Chadwick's one of them. And in things like, um, I don't know if you ever saw the episode of The Shop he was on or like any interviews and stuff he'd done, you can just tell that this is a, this is a really good dude. Um, He's really caring. He was really charitable. And I think he understood the weight of the fact that like that franchise was on his shoulders too. So like Chris Evans has talked about how unbelievably pressured he felt to never say anything wrong, never fuck up the entire time he was playing Captain America because he knew that the headline would be Captain America gets in drunken bar fight or something like that. And (laughs) He's talked about how difficult that is. And that's something that even Robert Downey Jr. and Chris Hemsworth don't have to deal with. Because with both of them, it kind of fits their character to be a little bit rowdy, a little bit rambunctious. Um, Chadwick is, if anything, even more like regal of a character than uh, Chris Evans was as Captain America because he's a literal king. And like his whole thing is that he's like very polished. He's very, I don't know, very... uh, presentable very good at speaking on big issues so i mean i'm sure that same kind of pressure was wearing on chadwick as well but he didn't necessarily like show it um he means more to people than captain america does oh like for sure he definitely does i mean he 
he's a more important icon to people in yeah than than Captain America is. I mean, I, I totally agree with you with like the pressure thing, but mm. I mean, on top of that, it's like he's carrying the weight of like a community on his shoulders, you know, in a way that like, you know, Robert Downey Jr., Chris Hemsworth, Chris Evans, they're not doing all the Chris's. They don't have to deal with that. Yeah. <laughs> You're totally right. So yeah. it is a huge bummer then to have Letitia Wright come in who has had some very public. Uh, I mean, it's it's it really fucking sucks. Like you don't want someone that's transphobic. You don't want someone that's questioning vaccines to be in this big of a role like it also the thing that another part of it that burns is like it really does not make sense for her character it really doesn't i thought it was a no-brainer i would have put money going into this on okoye stepping into the mantle because it makes so much sense for her character oh it makes you so can much draw sense. A character arc from the first movie the first movie she is willing to fight and arrest her husband out of commitment to the throne like she is there she is the protector so it would make so much sense to ever step into it and meanwhile shuri this is not a new this is not like a new opinion to wakanda forever for me when they showed her coming out of the portal in uh end game with the like panther energy gauntlet things on her fist it was just kind of like what is she gonna do in this fight <laughs> like she is a scientist <laughs> Her whole thing in Infinity War, it's like she's up in the lab fucking doing work. Like she is using her skills where nobody else can touch her. Like she is the smartest person on the planet. She was built as being the smartest person on the planet, like smarter than Tony Stark. So it's like she's in the lab. Uh, I. It's very strange to me. To I don't know. I think I would have bought it more if we were given some kind of a backstory of like we got the jump. Like it. it seems like uh t'challa died not long after in game and then there was definitely a time jump forward i forget exactly how long they said it was but it was like a year i think if we had seen uh oh yeah that's right because uh angela bassett comes in and is talking to her about it if we'd seen something where she was kind of like i don't know it sounds fucking stupid there's a better way to do this but the first thing that came to mind is like show me that she's been training show me that she's been learning martial arts even if she doesn't want to use it aggressively maybe she's like learning martial arts as a way to handle the grief like she's doing something else she's learning like the fighting style that he knew as a way to feel closer to him now that he's gone something to explain why she can go from being like a scientist in a lab to going hand to hand with the more I, obviously yeah. the heart shaped herb gave her like greater strength but still it's like it's something i've complained about in the show before where it's like you'll have a nerd character day shift did it with dave franco you have this character that is like a geek and is entirely their heads in the books and then suddenly they get a superpower like dave franco gets bit by a vampire in that movie and suddenly he knows kung fu and it's just kind of brushed <laughs> away like you gotta give us it's something weird. it also like you know maybe we're also viewing maybe i'm also i also feel like you know, a little self-conscious about like, yeah, you know, I'm like a, as a white dude, maybe I'm missing maybe I'm missing some of the point of Black Panther. But to me, it is like what separates him from these other guys is like I just always think about that scene of them like infiltrating the party. And then like, you know, uh, Okoye like rips off her wig, throws in somebody's face. Black Panther's like the costume comes out of the necklace. Like there's like a he's like a James Bond character. He's like a spy. Mm-hmm. He's like, 
infiltrating things. He's like the king of this whole society. He's like, but he's going out and he's like kicking ass, but he's like stealthy about it. Cause it's like, I'm like, I'm doing jobs for my nation. Like when I can't, when T'Challa can't get the, the job done, you know, Black Panther gets the job done mm-hmm. in like a black, he's like a black ops guy. Like it, it's just like cool and almost like militaristic and like, stealthy and i just don't think of leticia in in that at all i don't think of her that way that's not like her character her character is like gadgets and like man in the chair so i would understand if she like why doesn't she have gadgets as black panther i guess she has the guns that like blast but i'm like there's nothing else you don't have like the beat you use the beads all the time like aren't you why aren't you just like why don't you why doesn't she just have a bunch of tricks like why doesn't she have more things that make the role uniquely hers and then mm-hmm. you can see her trying all of those things, kicking ass with just the Atlanteans. And then she's fighting Namer. The tricks stop working. That's when you like pull yourself all out of the spear that's like through your stomach. And then you like, you know, then it, you like dig down deep and you get and you like do what has to be done. But I guess they kind of did that. But I, I don't know, man. I just didn't like it. I don't like her as Black Panther at all. I hate it. I hate it. I agree with you. O- o- Okoye is like hands down for me when she's like banished from the kingdom oh, i got my I hopes up like, it's gonna happen yeah i was like we're doing it. i got my hopes up oh. but dude when when leticia showed up as the black panther my theater lost it they lost their minds yeah. people loved it people were so goddamn into it and so like maybe i'm just like reading this the wrong way maybe i'm not, not appreciating it the right way i mean maybe i mean i don't know a sister fulfilling uh, like in a vacuum i think this is a good movie but it's not in a vacuum for me. And so I just can't appreciate it the same way. I just can't. I just can't. Um, I know we've been complaining a lot. Do you got any more complete, any more beefs? I think we should do some thieves. Definitely. Uh, Let me clear out the beefs then. Um, One of them for sure. You mentioned her getting stabbed through the stomach. I was like, Oh, that's what we're doing. The storyline is she comes into it and she's there for one battle. And then the mantle passes on again. Um, no, just <laughs> that fine. Would have been sick. Completely, a, a complete and total kill shot. At the very least, that thing, that spear went through her spine. Like she is dead or paralyzed. Like those are the two options from that happening. I can't believe that there was just Ooh, nothing. Low, the spear came out of the right. Bloody, dude. Lips it was to the right a little bit. That was a that was a wild scene. I cannot believe that there were absolutely no consequences to that happening. Um, yeah, my big ones, my big beefs. I'll hit this. Where's the beef? I do think this movie was too long. I think it was too long specifically because of two characters that were in it. I think for world building and world building alone. And I don't think they belonged in this movie. I really like both of the characters. I don't think they belong in this movie at all. Um, one of them, Val, there's no reason Val should be in this movie. We don't need it. Nothing of consequence comes from everything that's happening with like her and the Martin Freeman mm. storyline. It felt like an excuse to get Martin Freeman back in there. Um, I don't necessarily think we need Martin Freeman back in there at all. I think we shave off like 20 minutes of movie if we get rid of Val. Also, uh, Ironheart. I like Ironheart a lot. I'm very excited to see Ironheart in Ironheart's Disney Plus show. I did not think we need to see Ironheart in this movie. There's another way to explain why this like vibranium detecting rig is there. It can still be from her work, but I think it's a really strange like thing to add on to her character to 
have her start off. We always talk about the Iron Man, how great it is, how like in the first Iron Man movie, the Iron Man suit kind of barely worked. And we saw a lot of trial and error before he got it to a point where he had it like working reliably. And he's just tweaked a little bit, a little bit at a time so that by the time we got the end game, we are okay with him having this nanotech armor that can do all this crazy stuff because we've seen it grow incrementally over time. It's going to be really strange to watch the Ironheart Disney Plus series now, knowing that she started with a really cool part where she was making this very homemade looking armor in her garage and then went to Wakanda and got to build this like straight up like Neon Genesis looking like awesome mech. And then now she's just got to go back to her garage. It's just, I don't know. It feels like a weird, like, like a, a peak too early in her stuff. Yeah. And I don't think it needed to happen for this character this early in the MCU. I think we can build to that point. We're going to enjoy it more when we get there. It also felt weird that she had that because then we see the Midnight Angels ride in with way better armor. It can do all the same stuff, but way better. I think because Shuri built it. And so it's like, you're seriously going to do her dirty. You're heading into this battle where she might die and you're not giving her the best armor possible. Like work with this woman on her armor. Why are you not giving her like one of these mech suits? It felt crazy. Yeah, the suits at the end were very cool. I don't know. I didn't mind Ironheart. I think it's fine. I like the idea that she doesn't have this anymore because it's too expensive for the Disney Plus show. <laughs> so they have to like start her over. I liked the suit a lot. I thought it looked I was I was very happy with how different it looked from the Iron Man suit. Mm-hmm. I think part of this like going forward, I mean the Iron Man, the arc of Tony's suit is incredible and beautiful and was built over like movies and movies and movies. I think for these other characters, we just have to like concede that they're not going to spend the same time on that. You know, the Falcon is just going to learn how to use the shield in a week. You know, like that's it. Like that's that's where we're at. You know, the shield already didn't make any sense. It's bouncing off eight things and then he catches it. It, 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 it's, it's bull. It's comic book stuff, you know, like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I not to use that as a, I don't think we can use that to dismiss everything. But <laughs> I don't think we should use to dismiss like, anything. I think the whole thing is that maybe we not. need to, for this stuff to be really good, we need to hold it to a higher standard. I think that's one of the differences that you and I have when taking in this media is there are a lot of people whose bar for whether or not a movie was good is whether the costume in the movie looked like the costume in the comics and i could not care less about that like it's all character growth all the time for us yes i'm i'm all about that character i think ironheart can can evolve i don't know i i didn't hate ironheart i also think i've seen the criticism of of val and uh what's his face like being in this movie martin freeman and uh i also don't hate it i think there it is necessary to some extent to see how the rest of the world is viewing what's going on in Wakanda. And you need that outside pressure of like the U S being nervous about Wakanda of France, like going after Wakanda to like heighten the conflict between Atlantis and Wakanda, which if we can move into some thieves, Kevin, yeah, let's move into some thieves. I think you're a thief. Everything they did with Namor is like completely made up <laughs> for this movie. Mm. And none of the stuff is like canonical at all. And I loved it thought it was great i thought it was so great good. i like that they're like they both got their powers from like similar herbs they're both like similar called the, the similar the compare and contrast between these two cultures i think is beautiful i think it's like pretty good social commentary i mean it's fantastic it's just namor is a great villain he's also a good anti-hero 
you know, at the end, he makes it seem like everything was his, it was his plan the whole time. I think that's probably a little revisionist history. Namor took an <laughs> L for sure. But I mean, he was badass. He was great. I mean, it made sense for it to be like for you to make the Atlanteans like Mayan, like I think is a great it's a great change. I think they made the character way better. And honestly, thinking about it more, they can't just make Namor the way Namor the way they make Namor is like canonically written because it's Aquaman. Namor and Aquaman mm-hmm. are like the same exact character. There's Atlanteans. They're all just there. You know, how, how where do they come from? I, I was Googling. There isn't even like a canonical reason for like the Atlanteans to exist. I don't think no one's. I mean, Submariner's immune, but like the Atlanteans just have been. They've just been. Mm-hmm. And there's like no there's no magic rock that comes to Earth and like makes them this way. They've It's just they've been there. So I think all the changes they made were great bold i mean i think that's the kind of stuff that i like seeing in marvel movies and maybe people will be like oh but it's not how it was in the comic books it's like you got but they got the essential thing from the comic books they got his attitude and they got his personality and they put it in a slightly different vessel and it's great i just thought i thought that was phenomenal i i love namer in this movie i can't wait to see him again his fighting was crazy too the way he like 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 kind of kicks through the air and like dodges jumping God, they're doing some like they do. They do some incredible work sometimes, like in the details of this to like just differentiate how people move through the air. Like like flight is something that like everyone in the com, everyone in a comic book can fly. Everyone has the ability to fly. But the touches that make it different are phenomenal. Like Iron Man flies differently than Ironheart. You know, Namor flies differently than like Superman. It's just Mm -hmm. It's it's cool. It's just these little differences, I think, make all the difference. And, you know, devil's in the details, man. That was great. Dude, the double jumping with the winged feet. It's one of those things like when we talked about the Ten Rings and Shang-Chi, where you just you see it and you're like, oh, my God, how did nobody get there before? Like, how did nobody do this with a character? It's brilliant. I've never seen a character in live action double jump like blew my (laughs) mind. Um, the, I, I was going back through and watching the making of Shang-Chi thing on Disney plus, And I was thinking about the rings again and how, what a like big brain move it was to take these things that are the rings. It's a ring. You hear ring. You don't, your brain doesn't go past a ring goes on a finger, but the idea to make them these like wristbands, these bangles that go on your arms and oh my God, it's so cool. Um, the way they function, the way they adapt to different personalities. I mean, the rings are like a genius invention they create they yeah. invented a new character for shang chi that is just completely just a made-up new version of this character that we've seen you know really a shitty characters before since then you know it was just kind of like a joke character and like a stereotypes that weren't pretty yeah. great and uh and then they made him into like a fully fleshed out like awesome top tier character with a very cool power that is different from everybody else it's that's amazing shang chi's really great think- I think they did such a similar thing with Namor too. Even insofar as his name has meaning now, and the meaning is so cool. Fucking no yes. love. Oh my god, incredible! So uh, good. I saw an interview Bad with Ryan ass. Coogler where he was talking too about how when they were looking into Mayan culture, um, they view there as being like three planes of existence, and how they realized that. Namor could really go on three planes. Like he can go underwater. Uh, he can walk around like a man and he can fly in the air. So just all the parallels, they said that wasn't even something that they knew when they were first talking about 
setting it as like a Mayan or an Aztec civilization. And then as soon as they started finding more and more of these details, they were like, we have to do this. Like this is, it feels like fate and it does. I mean, I, I can't get past the name. I absolutely cannot get past the fact that it's this is a character so that's good. existed since the 30s, like almost 100 years old. And they just yeah. slam dunk a name like that. Like, wow. It's like one of the original Marvel characters. Yeah. <laughs> it was like Captain America, Human Torch, the Submariner. And they somehow completely reinvented this character in a way that is like, holy shit, this this should be this is the thing. They need to do this in the comics like this. Needs, yeah. They need to revamp this guy. I mean. God, it's so fucking good. It's so fucking good. It, as amazing. much as like. God, as much as I have like complaints at the beginning, like the whole name, they deserve this is an amazing movie just for the Submariner alone. Like the way they did this character. Phenomenal. Like out of this world. Oh, good. It's great. Oh Telecon is beautiful. Um, the fight scene that took place in Wakanda was really cool. I was bummed yes. that the like I guess the the penultimate fight scene in Wakanda was that cool and then the final fight scene was just on this random boat in the middle of the ocean and we've never seen this boat before and it was a really bland set piece but uh yeah the Wakanda battle was super cool I wish the finale had taken place in like a flooded almost like a post-apocalyptic looking Wakanda with all the Wakandans having uh like headed for the high ground to hide out and then they have to come back and kind of reclaim their city it would have given us like right a nice like hybrid battlefield. Um, a boat in the middle of nowhere is just feels like a real cop out. There isn't like an <sighs> island or something you can hang out on that they can like infiltrate. They can surround you on the island. I mean, I don't know. There's Even the, they show that entrance, the new like entrance to Wakanda. They showed a couple times and stuff's like maybe it's going to be there because it's in this like big riverbed or something. And no, no, it's just a boat in the middle of water. It's also like they're not using the boat. I mean, I guess they're kind of like flipping the boat or whatever and they're blowing. But also it's like, of course, they're going to be able to say they're going to try and sing. If you were an Atlantean, wouldn't the first thing you do just like sink this boat and yeah. then like you win? So that already I'm like, none of the, I don't believe any of this fight. I feel very dismissive of the fight because I'm like, oh, they, they have all these bombs. They just blow up the bottom. The boat sinks or whatever. But they're not like their boat is being treated as just like a flat surface. Mm. It's like a thick platform. And like, what if they were like inside the boat fighting? What if are there anything? Is there anything else on the boat? Like, sure. are there oh levels God. to the boat? It's just, I don't know. I mean, inside fighting the down the side fighting, was pretty cool. People are tearing off chunks of the boat. Suddenly get a gap to the outside. Somebody's coming in, fighting through there. <laughs> you can do fun stuff with that. <laughs> I think you totally could. And I don't know. Fighting on the side of the boat was pretty cool. Uh but, you know, it was a little bit of a letdown, especially after fighting in Wakanda. Like, that was great. I know. Oh, it was such a good sequence. Yeah. The water grenades were very cool, though. Love the water grenades. The water grenades um, are a fun, a fun thing. That's a great yeah. addition. Yeah. Gosh, even like visiting the city, I just like kept thinking of Aquaman and I'm just like, damn, this is just so much better. Like Aquaman yeah. did the most generic fucking version of this world. It's like, OK, there's these guys and they're underwater. That's cool. And he just talks to fish. And in this movie, it's like they work with the animals, but he's not like talking to whales. They just I don't know what, what they're how they're working with the whales, but whales are leading them <laughs> into battle. And it's just like, oh, they've trained them like horses or something. They're not like talking to fish like like maniacs. I don't know. It just seemed everything in this movie was so much better. God, so good. Aquaman sucked. 
<laughs> yeah, they really did. Well, you got anything else on this one, Tim? God, I don't know, man. I think that's it. I mean, I there were really good things in this movie. Michael B. Jordan showing up. Insane. So goddamn good. God, honestly, the storytelling they did with that is great. Yes. Her seeing him, the idea of presenting that experience as something that really shapes who you are as a person is very cool. I don't know. I kind of wish she had just gone full Michael B. Jordan. Yeah. I'm like, that would be even cooler if we were like, holy shit, is she like a bad guy now? Like, <laughs> I don't know. I guess that's not what the movie is, but I don't know, man. Seeing Michael B. Jordan was incredible. I mean, there were some real highs in this movie and then just a bunch of blah for me. I don't know. I'm, I didn't love it and I'm, I'm sad. I didn't love it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm right there with you. There's so much. I, I mean, talking about the thieves, there's so much here to like, but overall, I, I don't know how many times I'll rewatch this. They need like an hour cut of this movie. That's like not sad (laughs) to be like an insensitive jerk. They just need to cut out (laughs) everything. Chadwick Boseman and just make like a fun cut of this movie. Oh, my God. Because I don't know. But it's so hard. Like, I'm I don't know. Are you going to want to watch this again? I don't know if I want to like cry again about this guy. (laughs) I don't know. I feel terrible saying it, but like, I don't I don't know. It sucks. It sucks that he's gone. It's bad. I'm upset about it. I don't know if I can keep reminding myself about this. I don't think I can keep grieving about it over and over again. It's not fun. Like Tony Stark dying is like it's a fictional character. I mean, there's some there's beauty in that. But in this, it's like it's a it's a real person. A real person died and we're talking about it. And it's just not fun at all. Maybe it's not supposed to. It's not supposed to be fun, but whatever. You're right. I'm not going to visit this again. Yeah. <laughs> well, what did you think of Wakanda Forever? Let Man. us know. Send us an email, nerdy430 at gmail.com. That is F O R, and 30 is 3 0. Tim, thanks so much uh, for Dude. hosting the show this with us. <laughs> Yeah, as usual. I don't think you ever thanked yeah. me before, but this I don't is think nice. I ever have. Uh, it's not my show. R.I.P. Chadwick Boseman, a real one. R.I.P. Chadwick. I can love him. Uh, man. Yeah, it's your show. We're co-hosting. We're, ho- yeah, we're you, co-hosting. you host, and I comment. Well, you never thank me. We're our lanes. I've noticed that. I'm not going to. <laughs> Why would I thank you? Just because you thanked me? I'll thank you, Kevin. Thank you very much for for hosting, co-hosting, being my partner in crime. The uh, the Letitia Wright to my <laughs> I don't know don't you put Angela that on me <laughs> oh, I'm glad I never thought I would get that thanks and it's good because Thanksgiving is right around the corner uh, we, Thanksgiving is right, right around, around the, the corner. corner we are going to be back here next week talking about the menu Hope you got your menu prepared great tie in Tim we'll see you back here then till then stay nerdy everybody bye bye <laughs> No, no, no. Okay. Wow.